Mostert sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. Ah, he got it. Smith. Touchdown. 85 yards. Iowa. 56-yarder. It's got, no, does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Don't miss a thing from the world of college football. Stay right here for College Gridiron on WFUV Sports. What's going on, everyone? I am Danny Scott, joined with Tyler Who and Sam Davis today. This is College Gridiron. How are you guys doing today? Danny, I'm doing great. It's the uh, the premiere for me this season, the debut on Gridiron. I was featured on it, I would say, a decent amount last year. Yeah. Decent amount. Yeah. Waiting here, amount. you know, a little while as the season gets going to hop on an episode this year. But I'm super pumped to be with you guys, and we got a lot of uh, a lot of good games to get into for sure. Yeah, we got Sam on right on time, right when college conference play started ramping up. All the games started getting good. I mean, I'm feeling pretty good. My eyes are a little swollen. The weather's a little cold and rainy, but you know that means it's college football season. Hey, it's supposed to get beautiful this weekend. Oh, thank Sunny God. and seventy, yeah. baby. It's yeah. gonna oh, yeah. feel like home yeah. for me back home in California. It's gonna feel like a New York. Summer. Are you from California? I didn't. Uh, yeah, I know. Talk about it every single uh, North time. Yeah, Northern anyway. California. Let's go. Still ended up but a Notre Dame fan. I know. I know. I know. And, we'll and talk, I noticed we'll, that. So we'll Danny, talk about them today, Danny. When you put when you made your you know rundown for the show today, I noticed that in the games next week. Notre Dame, of course, number one, right at the top. BYU, well, that was that the was the first, first game off the list. That was mm-hmm. the that was the first game that showed up in my feed. I just went down Surely. the order. Okay. Surely, that's not just your favorites on ESPN. Okay. You know, you know what's funny is Sam's giving me, um, giving me it, and Sam's a Notre Dame fan too. I am. So I'm a Notre that's Dame hilarious. fan. Hilarious. So I'm not saying anything bad about it. I'm just saying I thought it was very funny that right. All right, uh, I'm we sure have an it's Irish funny. show today. Beautiful. You know, I was gonna give Sam a lot of props. I was saying I'm excited to have him on. I, we haven't talked. <laughs> college football this year but no sam you know what let's just let's get right into what sam wants to discuss Violence. fordham football oh no. yeah of course no we all want to discuss this fordham last week you know they go at home beat georgetown 59 38 and i'll go straight to you sam since you were the color broadcaster you know i was there in the booth with you but yep. Tim had his worst statistical game of the year, and he threw for 350 yards and four touchdowns. 350 yards, four TDs. He also had a rushing TD as well. So, yeah, like you said, literally, that's not even a joke. That is his worst statistical game this season. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, and I think that says a lot about, you know, what he's been able to do this year. Tim Demorad for Heisman at this point, honestly. I mean, yeah, right? the that way was... that the guy's been playing, what's the last time an FDS player has been on the podium for a Heisman? I believe it's like 1980s. Oh, really? Is that? Yes, I thought it was like the 30s. To win it. Well, that's to win it. That's oh, yeah. the last guy oh. to win it. So, obviously, that's kind of a long shot. But the FCS player of the year, that's certainly in grasp for a guy like Tim DeMorat and how well he's played this year. But, uh, you know, Fordham, it was definitely nice for them to get their first Patriot League win of the year. League plays a lot different, especially coming off a really tough Ohio loss the week before, a game that they felt an FBS team, but a game they felt like they could have won that game, should have won, won that game. Should have won that game. I was also there. Yeah. and. Up 11 in the fourth quarter. Yeah, up, yeah. up double digits in the fourth. And, yeah. and they just kind of, you know, fell apart yeah. a little bit towards that. And it was, it was tough to watch. But this week, the defense 
surprisingly, is this the second least amount of points or the least? How many did they give up to Wagner? I think it was I think 31 second. to Wagner. Yeah, I think they gave up a little less to Wagner, but still, they they looked much more impressive They looked in this game. They, they had moments where I think they got four straight stops, which for them is a big deal considering they've struggled greatly this year. And Fordham was down 21-7 to in this game early. Ooh, yes. And the defense was the one that allowed the offense to get back in this game. They made some big stops, allowed that offense to get rolling, and before you knew it at halftime, I think they were up one one or two touchdowns by halftime. Then second half, they just poured it on. They were able to beat Georgetown pretty easily, which was kind of as expected um, to start off Patriot League play. But overall, yeah, very good win for Fordham. They keep it rolling. And, uh, yeah, Danny, it was fun being up in the booth watching that. Yeah, I couldn't couldn't ask for a better side of the field watching that. You know, 200-yard rushers, Julius Luffridge and Trace Need for yep. mm-hmm. Trace Need for 120. Luffridge, I believe, was like 103 or something like 104. They both were over 100, I know. For yeah. Sure. yeah. Put up four rushing least. touchdowns, yep. four passing touchdowns on the day. It was, it was a very, very good team win for the Rams. And, you know, it, it's just very, very exciting to be on this campus right now yeah. for, for anyone that's not. Football school. We, we're very good this year. We're in the top 20 for FCS coaches' rankings right now. And this team is very good and has a very legit shot for some players to get some massive FCS awards and for us to maybe make the playoffs this year. Yeah, it's definitely an option. It's definitely going to come down to those big games against Holy Cross and even Colgate near the end of the year. But the big one is obviously Holy Cross on the road. That'll decide a lot. Um, that'll be the difference maker, and that's going to be a challenge for this Fordham defense. So going forward, you want to see the defense continuing to take strides. You want to yes. see mm-hmm. them because the offense is firing on all cylinders, and I guess you can't expect them to do that all year, but you almost can with how deep that personnel is, especially at wide receiver and running back, like you mentioned, in addition to Tim. But the defense, if they continue to take strides, that's going to be huge in that Holy Cross game, which is ultimately going to decide the Patriot League, and it's ultimately going to decide uh, potentially being in a playoff. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you and more. Not a playoff, excuse me, a, I guess a, a bracket, a tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A little um, different than the FBS, but yeah. What's funny is you look at last week versus Ohio, it, it looked like they took strides. Even though they gave up over 50 points, there was a couple of times against an FBS school that you go and get stops, and I think this week really kind of hammered that home. And you talked to Coach Conlin before this past weekend, and he was saying, you know, we feel like we're just a couple of breaks away from yeah. being there. And this weekend I think really, really proved that that they're just a couple of, of tweaks, a couple of players maybe, new personnel getting in there and getting some time from really being a, a completely dominant defense and dominant offense. This team is pretty much going to go as far as Tim can take them as of right now, but this defense I don't feel is actually that far away. No, I, I agree. I don't think they are. I think they have the personnel. They're, they're kind of working through some younger players as well, getting them more involved in the game plan, getting them more involved. That's going to make a big difference also. And the off, if the offense keeps performing the way they do, it's not even going to be an issue because this <laughs> offense scores just about every drive. I know that's a lot to ask. but Hammer though over every game. Yeah, literally. Every single game. I yeah. mean, yeah, Tim DeBoer, you know, we know the Heisman ceremony isn't too far from here. Tim shouldn't be able to travel that far. He should be, <laughs> He should just take a little bus or a subway across the city, and he'll be there. Tim DeBoer, I don't think Tim's going to be taking the subway uh, full no, suited no. to the nah, Heisman I, I think, yeah. yeah. Probably a little bit of a limo situation. I'm sure Fordham football can figure that one out, you know. <laughs> you think? Yeah. I mean, yeah. They, they got a guy on the Heisman podium? Oh, they can figure that out. Hey, no, Timmy, go take the D, buddy. <laughs> Timmy, no, hop on the B no, train no. or the Ford train. No, for real, though, like, Tim DeMora, this is the best. Well, the best quarterback in FCS football. Yeah, he's the he's best quarterback in college, college football. football for real. His statistics just prove it. Well, and to it, make you know to put yeah. things historically too, I'd say it's you know with a, 
most of the statistical categories, he's the best quarterback Fordham's ever had. Yeah, um, he's averaging, that's yeah. incredibly impressive. With he's how, averaging over five over touchdowns. Five touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah. yeah, with how historic this program has been, you know, mm-hmm. going all the way back to Vince Lombardi, you know, to have a guy like that leading all the leaderboards, and that just shows, I think, how special this year has been for Tim. Yeah, yeah, he's been unbelievable. Just to see it as a fan from a fan's perspective, it's just so impressive to see every week, week in, week out. Just like twenty-eight to- total touchdowns in five games is unbelievable. That's Madden numbers. So it's really good to see Fordham football looking so good. A uh, good start to conference play. You know, proud of our boys. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's transition over to one of the worst quarterbacks in college football. <laughs> um, and let's talk about Stenson Bennett. And the number one ranked Bulldogs almost go down to Mizzou, 26-22. And, guys, Stenson Bennett is so terrible. bad. It, like, I, I was, like, after a couple of games this year, I was like, you know, maybe maybe he's all right. Maybe this Georgia offense isn't as bad. He is awful. Awful, <laughs> and there's but, just no if un uh, whatever whatever if ands like, and buts. That's yes, he isn't. He's, he is he's terrible. An insurance salesman. He's yes. gonna be a great insurance salesman. Geico, State Farm, whatever you want to call. No, him, he's, he's not even insurance. He's going to run a used car dealership down in Athens, okay. Georgia. I don't know about that. No, he's, and he's, he's going to make bank it. doing it because oh, he won him a national championship. He's set for life, but you know he's not making the league. That's for sure. No, he is bad. But the so. Mizzou almost knocks off the number one team in the nation. Yeah, they're winning all game. And the only reason that this Georgia de- or game, the, the only reason Georgia won this game is because of how good this defense is. And this defense, once again, I think proves they're the number one defense in the country. Uh, when your mm-hmm. offense can only put up 26, you hold Mizzou to 22. I just, I, this Georgia defense is the only reason that Stenson Bennett may be a two-time national championship winning quarterback. Yeah, and the defense was getting burned a little bit in the beginning of the game when mm-hmm. you saw Missouri jump out to that lead. But what do good defenses do and you know, what do good teams do is they survive games like this. Yeah. They, yes. they work through it, and when it matters most, the defense comes up with some big stops. That's what we saw in this one against Missouri. Coming up with those big stops on the road late in the game, allowed the offense to get the ball back, and the offense in Stetson Bennett was finally able to punch it through to get a couple touchdowns and give Georgia the lead and eventually finish that one off. But, you know, I think this also points to, you know, how tough the SEC can be at times. You know, this is not a great Missouri team. You know, this, yeah, I mean, bad. It, like, but when you play in the SEC every single week, especially on the road, mm-hmm. you're going to face challenges like this. Stuff like this is going to happen. It um, happens. You saw game. it with. Uh, Texas A&M and yeah. Alabama yeah. last year. Yep. Texas A&M games. was a little better, but yeah. this was absolutely a trap game. Yeah, and that, and that's what you know. That's what we see out of the SEC a lot. And the fact that Georgia was able to survive this, I think, says a lot to the group as a whole, and especially mm-hmm. that defense. Definitely, their defense stepped up big time come the second half. The problem is this is back to back very underwhelming games for this Georgia team. They um. I mean, sure, the scoreline does say they won 39-22 against Kent State, but they did not look that much better. No, and it's Kent State. It's Kent State, exactly. You should be beating them by 55. No offense to Kent State. I'm sorry you guys called a stray there, but Georgia should not be holding these teams to such close games. It's Missouri. I know it's on the road, and I know it's an SEC opponent, but this is Georgia we're talking about. Danny, you were talking about them like the undisputed number one. I agreed with you. I thought they were the number one team in the nation. I just they're they're what starting to worry now, me though? a little bit. They're, they're, no, they I mean, fell we'll, down to two. We'll, yeah, we'll get into that. We'll, we'll get into we'll, that we'll later in the show. It, we'll yeah, yeah. That being said, we I'm starting to worry about Georgia. Just like their offense is talented. They have Brock Bowers. They have three sick tight ends. Oh, oh two, I guess. Eric Gilbert hasn't really played, but like, and they have a good run game. Um, that being said, 
their quarterback is just holding them back, and I just don't believe in Georgia like I did last year. Obviously, it's probably going to come you back know, and bite you, me in the back. I, it's going to come gonna, back and bite me in the butt. Yes, because you said. didn't you didn't believe in Georgia, in Georgia last, last year. year either, right? So, but right. I think that so I, can I think say you did. No, yeah. I'm saying that Georgia team last year was Hindsight's much better. 2020. No, no, I'm saying that Georgia team last year is much better than this year's team. That being said, as of now, as of now however, yeah, I'm starting to worry about stats and better in Georgia. Yes, I I I would tend to agree with you that I am more worried this year than I was last oh, year. Absolutely. However, you know how uh, I said Georgia the entire year. I oh, said you Georgia were in on Georgia. I got to give you props for that. I, and I still am. I we'll still we'll talk okay. we'll talk about it. Stenson Bennett needs to figure it out. I will say that. But when you yeah. got guys on your defense like Jalen Carter, who's a projected number one pick in the draft, your defense is going to win you championships. Yeah, their defense is stacked. Offense Carter, wins games. Yep, defense Gilly wins Rico. championships. And and this Georgia defense is the best defense in the country. Mm-hmm. I tend to agree. But yeah, they got to figure it out. Um, but let's we'll we'll come back to Georgia when we have our top twenty five discussion. Let's move on. Number five, the Clemson Tigers beat the number ten NC State Wolfpack thirty to twenty. And Tyler, I'll I'll start with you on this one because I know how much you hate DJ. But he played <laughs> competent in this game. Yeah, twenty one for thirty for two hundred nine passing yards and one touchdown to go with seventy three rushing yards and two touchdowns. I will say I'm hopping back. I I said it last episode. If DJ starts to step up and play well, dude, you um, can't say you hate him and then a week later. I never said I hated him. Uh, No, that's that's the famous Tyler who. No, he's he's the the biggest. That's the famous bull. You see, that's kind of BS. He's he's calling BS. I'm calling BS on this one. You guys love hopping on and off. off. Every single different. I will say I didn't. Whatever week it is, I do it way less. Danny picked about five game of the years that he thinks is right. He's the he's the game of the year guy. He lost. I stick with my narratives. That being said, I said it at the start of the year, and I said it last week especially. If DJ continues to play well, I'm all in on Clemson making the playoff, being back where they are. I think they're the fourth best team in the nation. And it was all a matter of him getting his confidence back. I said it. DJ is super – he's very talented. It's just he had no confidence. He's He looks like a much, more, a much different quarterback now. He's throwing the ball. He's running the ball, playing with power, playing with poise. And Cle- we know how good Clemson's defense is. That's yeah. one of the best defenses in the nation. Dabble Swinney is a veteran coach, unbelievable at his job. I said it. I really do think Clemson's the fourth best team in the nation. And I really don't like – I see them making the playoffs. I think they should be yeah, not I, a lot, but like, I think they're, they're the four, one of the – They're easily a top five team in the nation. And these teams we mentioned, Georgia and Clemson, they're very similar. They're I mean, extremely similar. Very, how, very similar. You know, the offenses have struggled. The defense is mm-hmm. – you know, you trust Georgia's defense. You trust you trust Clemson's defense as well. Right. Uh, obviously, it was very impressive in, in the last game against NC State also. Um, you know, another thing that, you know, I looking at this game and looking back on it, the ACC, at least the ACC Atlantic – is a lot better than I guess most people thought, or at least I will say I thought heading it's into the season. It, yeah. yeah, it's it's deeper well, than it normally last, is. Last year the ACC was so god awful. Yes, yeah. So having having a couple teams I mean, back up teams in that top ten, top yeah. fifteen yeah. ranking, yeah, you, you know, NC State teams. there, you got Wake yes. Forest there in addition Even to Clemson. Syracuse, is, Syracuse ranked now. is ranked. I mean, they're Florida undefeated. State's good. So yeah, Florida no, State's it's good. This is a good the, conference. The ACC, you know, we we talked about it. We talked about it before the year, and we're saying the ACC and the Pac-12, which one is worse? I, I think it's very clear that the ACC is, is arguably, I would say, the third best conference in college football right now. Right now, what about yeah. the Big Twelve? I, I would, I the Big uh, Twelve. Oklahoma's falling off. Oklahoma's falling off. Oklahoma State. 
Statesman. Good. No, but then you Baylor, got, then you got Baylor Baylor lost. No, no, no. But then you got Kansas and Kansas State and yeah, TCU. That's true. Uh, Kansas, think about Kansas is going to get their doors blown off this like, weekend. Do you think so? Yeah. Ooh, I don't know about that one. I don't one, know about Chief. that either. At home, college yeah. game day. I don't we'll know about talk, that one. We'll talk Chief. about we'll that. We'll talk about that later. We'll it's going to be a fun one. We'll get that going. But you know this this Clemson team. I I do see very very much similarities, like you were talking about. However, I would be almost more confident in Clemson if it wasn't for. Georgia already having that national championship experience because I think DJ is a far better quarterback than oh, Sensen Bennett. Yeah, yeah. Um, Both teams have championship pedigree. From but like here or there. but this exact Georgia team, yeah. the greater majority of the players on that roster that are contributing right now were players that were contributing last year to help them win a national championship. Yeah, but when you're led by you know you're led by Dabo and you, you they've had experience in there as well and obviously the players necessarily haven't um, going back to the Trevor Lawrence days but obviously. Uh, when you're led by a coach that's had that experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you have that pedigree. Yeah, you know, for college sure. football, it's very hard to have guys that are around for multiple national championships, unless you're really yes. Alabama. I mean, that's not something you yes. get. These guys are only here four years. So I, I think Clemson's right there as one of those teams. Clemson that, is yeah. 100% right there. Yeah. But uh, let's move on to SEC duel. Uh, number seven, Kentucky, uh, 19 to the 14 Ole Miss Rebels, 22. Uh, this was a heartbreaker for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Tyler, you knew how much I love Will Levis. You love I your think. mayo and your coffee. Uh, no. He struggled. He, he struggled. Eh, no, I wouldn't turnovers. say, I wouldn't say he struggled. If, if you looked at the game, he struggled in the second half. Badly. Yeah. That's what it was. And that first costed half, him. First half, he was amazing. Second half, oof. His, his stats say that he didn't struggle as much, but, you know, the two fumbles really, really hurt. Yeah. yeah. Um, Still 220 passing yards, two touchdowns. It's not a horrific game. Um, it's it was, definitely yeah. it's definitely not enough to win. Not enough to win so, in the SEC against a very good team, especially yes. on the road. Every drive except for his last three drives, he was amazing. The last three drives were brutal. It led to a turnover on downs and then losing two fumbles to cost them two shots at winning the game. Yeah. And if we watched this game, I was watching this because I was recording one on one last week. I um, I'm it's they're playing in the studio. First like three or four drives, touchdown, touch like you know. So I'm like, okay, this game's gonna be a shootout. Um, we're gonna see fifty to forty nine, something crazy like that. And the defense had really stepped up. I don't know if it was the defenses or the offenses started stalling out, but man, it got. 22-19 is not what I expected from this game. I yeah. expected a much higher scoring game between um, two more, you know, dynamic quarterbacks. Will Levis, obviously, highly touted draft prospect. Jackson Dart for Ole Miss. Didn't play too well, but he's a good quarterback in his own right. Well, then on top of that, you throw right. in Lane Kiffin as the head coach. Lane you Kiffin, expect exactly. this to just be fireworks, and it I, really I don't wasn't. Think it, did it either wasn't. team score in the fourth quarter? I mean, yeah. there was a long stretch of time, maybe in the beginning, but... There was a long stretch of time late in the game where nobody scored. I mean, it was twenty-two nineteen for a while. Yeah, I don't think so. It was, it was a very because like, there was fun. You know, it was, it was very sloppy. You know, Kentucky had a lot of chances to win this game. Um, yeah. You know, with obviously we mentioned the fumbles, you know, blocked kicks, missed field goals, all that stuff that just kind of played into the fact that you know they couldn't really get over the hump and, and beat. And, and you got to credit Ole Miss, I guess, for you know, like you said, Tyler, in the second half, both defenses kind of locked down, locked mm-hmm. in. Ole Miss's defense was able to do that. Get some big stops, but I think overall Kentucky lost this game and had some opportunities to win it and, yeah. and, and couldn't make it happen. Absolutely, Kentucky. Th- this is like the what will we say? Like obviously, road game in the Grove, very tough atmosphere. Yes, but this is what separates the, like the really good teams from the elite teams. Team when games get ugly, we, we said it before with Georgia. You guys said it before with Georgia. When the going gets tough, who's the tougher team? Who can come out? You know, f- face adversity and fight through. Yeah. 
Kentucky wasn't able to do that. They're still a very good team in my eyes. Will yeah. Levis is a great quarterback. For sure. Yeah. I still think And they deserve to be ranked, what, what are they, 13th now? Some That sounds right. Let me double check. Yes, yeah. 13th. They're 13th. I, I, still, yeah. I still honestly think they're a top 10 team in the nation. They'll Fair enough, and I'm not, I'm not mad at that, yeah. Um, I get dropping them to 13 after a loss. It, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it's just tough because I think Will Levis is one of the best quarterbacks in college football. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one that one – I don't. I'm not a fan of Kentucky. I'm a fan of Will Levis. Watching yeah. him this year, I think he's very good, you. exciting to watch. So that one, that one stung a little. This one, however, was the one that really stung for yeah, me this weekend. Uh, Baylor drops this one to Oklahoma State, 36-25, and you know I was so ride or die with Baylor this year. They were mm-hmm. my team going into it. So who's your new team? So you got to pick another one now. No, we'll come to that at the end of the episode. Baylor's got two losses, right? Yeah. yeah so Baylor's out of the rankings. Yeah. Well, Notre Dame's out. I'm still, yeah. I'm decked out in Notre Dame gear right it's now, true. as, as always. No, I, 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 I didn't mean your team to root for. I mean your uh, team to pick, you know, to get to. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Well, we'll discuss that. We'll discuss <laughs> okay. that. Okay. Yeah, some time to think. Yeah, let me let me think about that for, for half a second. But, you know, this, this one was tough. Baylor had a couple chances to to go down and score a couple bad interceptions late in the game. Uh, Blake Shapin just didn't play like he should have played, and and that's tough to watch. Yeah, he played very okay, I guess. He played he played about as average as a quarterback honestly could play. Right. And, and then Spencer Saunders is just yeah. an absolute animal. He's a veteran. He's yeah. a veteran of the game. He's been Sanders has been around for like what knows like 10 15 years yeah, at Oklahoma it, State. It feels it feels <laughs> like that now. Yeah, really. Since like Mason Rudolph left, it feels like it's been Spencer Sanders and nobody else. He he started when Chuba Oham started at Florida. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a 6 year. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, but, we're being nice about that. 6th year. I yeah. think he's on his like 8th year now. Now, Oklahoma State's a very good football team and Amazing. I think this this is we talked about it last week when we say, you know, the winner of the Big 12 could easily get in. Yeah. Um, to that college football playoff, and this Oklahoma State team, I think as of right now, is by far the clear favorite to do so. Yeah, their their defense impressed me um, in the in this game. You know, especially in the first half. Uh, you know, they had a safety mixed in there, allowed just three points. I mean, obviously Baylor was struggling a little bit, um, but you know, I guess you got to credit them. They were down. They were down in this one big. They were they were down twenty three to three, and, and yeah. Baylor kind of worked their way back into the game. But then, you know, come the end of the game, Oklahoma State and that defense was able to step up again, you know, mm-hmm. get some interceptions and end up kind of sealing the deal for them. Their offense was impressive, but I think, um, especially in the Big 12, when I see at least a decent defense, it's very impressive to me because it's just a different style of football out there. And things have changed a little bit on that front. Yeah. But um, I think Oklahoma State's a sign of that change, and their defense is very impressive. And I think that's going to help carry them, like you said, you know, right up there near the top of the top of the Big 12. Yeah, Oklahoma State and like Baylor, these teams just don't feel like Big Twelve teams. We we know the Big Twelve is the offensive conference with like when Oklahoma was They're like Fordham Oklahoma. games basically. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We saw what Oklahoma did in the playoff that one time where they came in with a, such a good offense that they just got their doors blown off by LSU. That's what you think of the Big Twelve, but this is a much more defensively oriented team. Um, Danny, first of all, I'm kind of disappointed in you you still haven't brought up your favorite stats yet i'm, a, I'm a, uh, i, I, I was i was waiting for you guys to finish i was yeah. waiting for you i was guys waiting to for finish. you to finish but yeah i mean oklahoma state won both the time of possession yeah, and imp- turnover battle. they won the oklahoma important state battles wins it. you win both of those you're probably exactly. gonna win the football game I'll, I'll bring it up every single time i know i wanted i was waiting for you i was gonna say i know I, I didn't want to interrupt sam come on man <laughs> hey, <man. laughs> you didn't do uncool. for any of the other it's three uncool. games i'm kind of yeah i know because i I'm depressed today, guys. Oh, wow. A couple, couple of teams, 
like lost. Your and ba- also, Notre Dame sucks. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough college it's not, football. It's not your favorite college football season. No, yeah. right? like bring me back to last year. Last year was a fun year. I last year say. was really fun. Hey, this year because been more Notre Dame's not good doesn't mean there are other teams that aren't good. This has been no, more no, chaotic. No, no. This, this has is, been SEC year. This has been like just. Insane. There's so many upsets, so many random stuff. But let's let's talk about a couple of those yeah, upsets. Yeah, let's do it. UCLA beats number 15 Washington. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State beats number 17 A&M. TCU beats number Ooh. 18 Oklahoma. Georgia Tech beats number 24 Pitt. And guys, uh, at, we won't break down these games. But if if you're looking at these four wins, four losses, which of these losses is the worst in your eyes, and which of these wins is the best in your eyes? It could be the same game. It doesn't have to be different. Personally, I see two different things. That um, I think there's a loss that's worse, and I think there's a win that's better. Yeah, fair enough. So um, there's yeah, the, uh, yeah, sorry, so, go ahead. I was just thinking the first thought of my mind when I'm going through some of these upsets is I looked at that score for TC Oklahoma, and mm-hmm. I think, wow, that's a that isn't just an upset. Like that's a huge win, you know. And obviously, yes. TCU is now ranked. And partly because, mostly because of that win over Oklahoma. But then you got to think Oklahoma lost their quarterback, you know, I think second quarter, so relatively early in they the game. They were already getting killed by uh, then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know, but that's that's part of it. So I went with, you know, Mississippi State, Texas A&M. I think that's a bad loss for Texas A&M. Um, you know, especially getting that second loss on the season for them. Um, and they're both upsets, too. I mean, they already lost to Appalachian State, so to go out now. And obviously uh. Mississippi State's a much better team, an SEC team. But Mississippi State kind of just dominated this game, I would say, from start to finish, which makes me think it wasn't necessarily an upset. Um, yeah. You know, they forced four four turnovers in this game. They're up fourteen to nothing at halftime, and then just kind of poured it on in the second half and ended up winning there by a couple of scores. So that's a bad loss for me for Texas A and M. And I thought on the other side of things, Georgia Tech impressed me with that win on the road against Pitt, against a very good Pitt team that came into this year, you know, ranked with, very highly. With aspirations yes. of, of winning a national yes. championship. And now all you bring sudden, back in Keaton Slovis. Like, you know, now all of a sudden, yeah. Georgia Tech's beating them at home, um, which you, I guess you could say that's a tough loss and a bad loss for them, too. But <laughs> impressed with Georgia Tech with that win on the road. Definitely. I mean, I have the same game for win and loss. Wow, it's the, Tyler, we're on the same page, man. Yeah, no, I have the <laughs> same game. We're locked in right now. Oh, Let's absolutely, go. yeah. Um TCU Oklahoma. I mean, come on. TCU blew oh, the doors off. That's not off. what I had. No, he had no, the same no, game for best win and loss. Oh, no, no, okay, no. We're it, not on the it, same page, it, Sam. It, I'm it, sorry. I, um, we were, I got all excited. No, I thought we were I, exact I, oh, those were good games, Sam, <laughs> and I respect right, you for picking right. that. Go ahead, go ahead, I'm going to rock with that. I mean, because I was watching that game, I was just like, wow, Oklahoma does not look like the Oklahoma of the old. Obviously, new head coach, Brent Venables, coming in from Clemson. I think this is the first time as a head coach. He was their defense coordinator forever. But, man, a defensive oriented team getting 55 put on them is pretty embarrassing um tcu the the thing i'll say is is you have given me a lot of uh whatever you you know the word in in my a lot of flack a lot of flack a lot of crap um yeah yes for for notre dame losing this year twice Uh, and but however when in both of notre dame's losses that i i don't think they've allowed over 30 no notre dame's defense is still good yes yeah I'm shocked yeah, but by that losses, Oklahoma score. One of those losses is Marshall. Yes, yes, yes. Man, However, they – Fair enough. That's pretty funny. The, the, issue, is the issue, again, ahead, for Notre Dame has been the offense. Uh, the offense can't score points. If you're Oklahoma and your head coach is Brett Venables, a defensive-minded guy, a guy that has won national championships because of how good his defense has been, Yep. if you allow 55 points to TCU – 
What are we doing here? I mean, TCU is a – this is a much better TCU team. Obviously, they're ranked for a reason now. They're a much better TCU team than Oklahoma, obviously, assume. But, man, they got their do- – first of all, 27 points in the first quarter. They gave up 27 in the first quarter. They got their doors blown off by the beginning. Um, TCU ran all over them. First of all, Venables, his defense pro- – they, they, I guess, like, if you think of that Clemson defense, you think of up front, their um, front seven is always very solid. They got 361 yards and five touchdowns put on them in yes. the run game alone. Uh, Max Dugan was their quarterback was just absolutely dotting up the uh, Oklahoma secondary. Threw for 302 and three touchdowns, and also ran for 116 and two touchdowns. It's an embarrassing performance by Oklahoma. Obviously, this year I'm not putting any stock into it. We talk about it all the time on this show about how you can't like really look at a first year head coach and come to conclusions. But man, it does not look good. Dylan, Dylan Gabriel, obviously, he's concussed. I don't think he's going to come back for next week. This Oklahoma team is just not. We, we already like knew they weren't that good, um, just because like yeah. they lost a lot of you know a lot of turnover this off season. But this is an embarrassing loss and a dominant one for TCU. They get a lot of momentum. They hop into the rankings and they go on. Now they get to go to to Lawrence and. Um, have a college game day moment. They get to play Kansas. We'll talk about that later. But really good win for TCU as a program and Oklahoma. It's real. It's reevaluation time. Coming off of two big losses. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Um, I'm actually in the same opinion as Sam. Um, I mm-hmm. think TCU beating Oklahoma. I think is the best win. Uh, that that's a that's a very good win for a TCU program. That's you know they have one good year probably every 10 15 years i think the last time i can remember that they were really good the andy 2012 with andy dalton mm. um they were they were very good back mm-hmm. then um and i think the worst loss is a&m yeah. this a&m team went into this year the number 6 team in the nation yeah. and, and you drop this one to mississippi state at home uh, or was it at home? Am I right? Uh, yeah, that? I think it was. No, on the no, road. It was, oh, on the road. was on the road. But still, yeah. still, this is a better A and M team. Uh, this yeah. is a better A and M team, and this is a team a year ago that beat Alabama, that nearly blew Alabama's playoff chances. Mm-hmm. I I just don't know how if you're Jimbo Fisher, you kind of look the guys in the eyes. Yeah, it, it, that's tough, and especially when you got Bama this week. Oh. How how are you going to go into Alabama fired up? Hey guys, we beat them last year. Yeah, coach, we just got. Our doors blown <laughs> off by Mississippi well, sometimes State. That, sometimes that sometimes that motivates matchup. you. I mean, sometimes a tough loss, and I I don't think it will in this. I don't, that's yeah, not even a tough loss. That is loss. that is a yeah. But and who knows? State who knows is come out and play. State like I, I, Mississippi State. Obviously, their offense is very explosive. Will Rogers is a good quarterback. The Mike Leach air raid offense. But we talked about this Texas A and M defense like it was the next coming of Jesus. Like the last couple of weeks, yes, they were they were giving up eight points a game. Yeah, it, and they it put, was gave some it absurd stat, the, and they cool. allow. Maybe it's the gridiron curse. Maybe it maybe it's you guys. Yeah. Maybe sure. as soon as you guys start talking about something good. <laughs> you know, no, so no, that's, not, that's not true. That's not true. I don't know about that one, Chief. Uh, but, Georgia's uh, going enough. down next week, and Alabama then too. I'll pick. Yeah, season's Dallas, over. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, maybe it doesn't go that far. But. Yeah, um, but you know those those losses. I think all those are bad losses, and all those are great wins for for their respective teams. Um, inside the top 25, there are seven new ranked teams this week. Uh, that's a lot. Um, it's fun. Who who are you guys taking the most stock in in, in those seven new teams? Uh, I'll go ahead team? here. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously Georgia dropping to two is interesting, I will say. You know, despite the fact that obviously they didn't look good at times against Missouri, they still pulled out that win. But I guess they're going off the fact that Alabama looked better. 
um, and obviously uh, beating Arkansas, um, jumping up to one. Um, you know, I'm I'm surprised. A couple quick, you know, surprises I will say is Wake Forest. They jumped seven spots. I know Florida State's pretty good, um, but that's a lot uh, for that team to jump. Um, I mean, I guess their only loss is, is Clemson on the year, so they've had a pretty good season. Right. I think they're, um, you know, going to get a shot at a couple more ranked teams going forward in that ACC. So we'll see what they can do. Um, in a TCU, Kansas, both ranked. That makes sense, especially with game day there this weekend. Bring a little bit more buzz, but obviously TCU had a big win against Oklahoma. I like seeing Kansas ranked too. They deserve it. We'll see how they play yeah. um, at home against a, a pretty good TCU team, like we talked about. And then, you know, we mentioned them. Just the last thing here is uh, Syracuse. You know, I, I, I got to give them some love. Local Unde- team. Undefeated. Um, you know, and uh, they're going to have a, a tough schedule coming up. They got NC State and Clemson both coming up in their schedule. So we'll see how legit that record is uh, for them. They're going to have some, some challenges ahead. But a good season so far for Syracuse. Nice to see them ranked as well. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, the the so. tough part with the greater majority of these teams is a lot of them haven't really played anyone yeah, in particular. It's, it's yeah, pretty a lot of teams are going to play each other. So yeah. this is going to sound kind of wild, but if I'm putting stock in any one of these teams, it's going to be LSU. As much as I hate LSU Ooh. this year because of Brian Kelly, wow. they have a that one-point loss to Florida State. They got wins over Mississippi State and Auburn. This is an SEC team, you know, and if they get hot – you could still see them sneak into the playoff with that uh, one. Okay, 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 Danny. I, <laughs> you got not, too much no. dip. You got too much dip on your chin. No, no, no. I, I am I absolutely know. no way they, they do play. it. However, oh, they, got, they got a tough schedule too. They got a tough schedule. They got However, Tennessee, Ole Miss, and Alabama coming up three of the next four weeks. Yes, but they are a. Gonna be, they're probably going to go one and four in those. Probably lose but, all three of those. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that, they beat Tennessee. Let yeah. me get some words in, Sam. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Danny, sorry, Danny. They're an on. SEC school. I think they're still you got to take stock in that, and that's fair enough. Good, and I also like TCU right now. Um, I think that win over Oklahoma is big. Yeah, I think the team that wins the TCU Kansas game is the answer to my question. Yeah, um, I, I, for the team that's most legit, I'm not taking really any like serious stock in any of them. Um, obviously, a couple undefeated teams. UCLA, good to see UCLA back in there. Dorian Thompson Robinson is super electrifying, really fun player to watch. I also that, I thought Washington was looking over, back at Washington's yeah. schedule. They're frauds. No, they're heavily overranked, yes. and they fell to twenty one. Yes. Surprised that they stayed in, but and then I mean, UCLA's got Utah this week. That's gonna be an amazing. We'll, we'll talk about that Oregon. later. We'll talk yeah. about that later. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that very. Yeah, shortly. but um, the winner of T- as I said, the winner of TCU Kansas, I think, is the uh, best of these newly ranked teams. I'm um, really excited for that game. I think that they're both pretty good teams. I think I I wouldn't call either of them fraudulent. I think they're both pretty legit. Um, not we're not talking playoff prospects, but a legitimately good college football program. And speaking of Kansas, it's really good to see Kansas be good because like last time Kansas was good it was 2009. That was yeah. like last time Kansas had yeah. an even decent program, and now they're what they're in the rankings now. They got College Game Day going to Lawrence. You don't expect that. They they're a full, they're a basketball school. But it's good to see them, you know, have an actually competitive football program. Yeah, so let's jump right into that discussion for next week, and we'll start with that one, TCU-Kansas. Tyler, you just got everything out on both of them, so uh, let's hear a little <laughs> score prediction. A little score prediction? I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. you got college game day going there, so the, all the fireworks will be there. I think 52-49 TCU on the road. Wow. That is high scoring. That's very high uh, scoring. I didn't prepare yeah. scores, so I don't know how this is going to go, but I have teams. Yeah, picked. just, just, yeah, yeah you pick, pick the team. Give just a team and then whatever, whatever comes head. to your, to your All right, head. well, I got TCU as well. 
Um, I think it's going to be close as well. Um, I'll go 41-35 as a final score. I got right. 41. How did they get over to 41? Kansas. Interesting. You told me to pick goals? scores out of the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, a a missed Danny. I mean, well, you know football. I might as well pull numbers out of a missed freaking extra hat. Point. Missed extra point. It won't, be, it won't be two field goals. I know that. It'll be a missed extra point because it's college football and kickers don't know what they're doing. <laughs> hey, there you go. Um, I'm also going to write. You're going to laugh, but what, roll, roll the tapes back. Yeah. All right. 41-30. We'll see. Forty-one thirty-five. Is that scoregami in college football? Probably, no. yeah. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> um, I'm also going to ride TCU, which means oh, Kansas is definitely going to win. Yep. Um, but okay. I, I think I, can I change my pick? <laughs> you can if you want. No, it's all good. TCU. Um, I think TCU is a, a far superior team. I, I don't. I look looking back through Kansas's schedule, they haven't played anyone. Um, I think TCU has that. You know. We've played some tougher teams than you guys have. I, I got 45-21 TCU wins. Ooh, you got a blowout. Wow. Yeah, I, I think TCU is a far superior team. Interesting. Um, we'll get this one out of the way. Uh, number 16 BYU travels to Notre Dame. And, you know, Notre Dame's 2-2. Two and two, However, they've played much more competent football over the last couple of weeks. They had a bye week. That's what makes me think that Notre Dame has a real shot at winning this game. If you look through ESPN and all that, Notre Dame's favored in this one. I think Notre Dame has a legit shot at winning this. Uh, yeah. I'll let you guys give your predictions before I give mine. I'll start off and shock Danny by saying I have Notre Dame winning this game. Wow. Uh, Let's tw- go. Low-scoring game. Um, I don't buy any stock in BYU. I don't think BYU is that good. Um, I think it's – well, it's at Notre Dame, so it's the battle of um, – what do you call it? Battle of Jesus here. Well, more, yeah, Mormons, <laughs> Mormons, versus Mormons, versus Mormons versus Catholics. Mormons versus Catholics here, um, and I think the Catholics take this one through. Um, Fighting Irish, 20-17. to 17. It's going to be very low scoring. Uh, I got Notre Dame, too. Uh, part of that's probably my bias. Speaking. i got to pick BYU now. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about it. As soon as I heard Tyler, because I knew you were going to pick Notre Dame. Yeah. So as soon as I heard Tyler, I was like, oh, should I go BYU? No, I'll stick with my pick. I'll go Notre yeah. Dame. Um, you know, I agree. Also kind of low scoring, a little bit higher than that. 28-24 is my final Notre Dame over BYU. So I'm obviously also going Notre Dame and also low scoring. I'm going kind of right in between you two. I'm going 24-17 Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, I just think, you know, there's a there's a very legit chance. Yeah, I think they're a better team. I, I think they're a better team than what they've played. Um, and throwback to uh, LSU, number eight Tennessee will travel to LSU to face the Tigers. This one's intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. I think this is a little bit closer than a lot of people are giving it credit for. Um, so Tyler, I'll hear your prediction first. Um, obviously you mentioned about LSU earlier. You talked about how they've only got one, the one, one point loss. They're a better team that they're a pretty good team. Uh, Brian Kelly's put together a good product there. I think it was a Jaden Daniels, their yep. QB. There's like a million Jalen Jaden Daniels out there. <laughs> Sorry, but, um, they're, they're a good program. That being said, and it is in death Valley. So that's, does go, uh, it does give LSU a very legit chance. That being said, we're rain on your uh, LSU playoff parade real quick, and I'm picking Tennessee. Tennessee, 38-24. I also have Tennessee. Um, you know, I think obviously playing at home against LSU, that might be a little bit tricky. Um, I'm Yeah, LSU, traveling to LSU for yeah, Tennessee. Yeah. Um, similar kind of score, 35-21. I have Tennessee winning this one. So I also have Tennessee wow. in this one. And we got to uh, switch some things out. Yeah, let's, and, let's uh, switch it up. <laughs> Next time very, I'm just going to change my pick, basically. Very, very similar score. I got 38-28 okay. Tennessee. Interesting. Um, clean sweeps all through. So we have two more. We have two, two more games. Two right? more games. Do, so do we, we get five to, clean sweeps? No, yeah. we're not. No, um, we, gotta, we, we need. Yeah, we no got to switch house. one up at least. We'll, we'll go. We'll go to this one because uh, I think the last one we could very easily pick differently. Um, Florida State at NC State. I think this is kind of an NC State where 
they may dominate this one a little. Dominate. Uh, but I don't know. Also, that Florida one. State, only one loss on the year. This is a Against team that honestly team. probably should be ranked right now still. Yeah. Um, but Sam, we'll start with you on this one so you can't mix it up. Okay. Um, yeah, I can't mix it up. I have my pick already, so I'll ride with it. Lock and it's it NC in. State. Um, you know, both teams are coming off losses within the conference, within the ACC, right back at it, playing in conference again. Um, and I like NC State to get back on track, especially at home. I think they're going to win this one. I have a final score of 24-17. to 17. Um, Yeah, I can't switch my pick either. I'm not going to do it. NC State's winning 34-24. Uh, I do think Florida State's a good pro- program. Jordan Travis is a good quarterback. That being said, at NC State, I can't. I'm going to stick with the home team there. Yeah, I I will also go NC State. Now, now, if it was at Florida State, Florida State's winning this game. That's my yes. Game. I yeah. I will I will say I right, would. For the last the one, we team. have to we have to pick somebody. Um, NC State thirty five seventeen over Florida State. Um, last game, Utah will travel to UCLA. This is a this is a very very intriguing game for me. Yeah. Um, I'm still not 100% sold on who I'm going to pick in this one, so I'll let you guys go first, and that may sway my decision. All right. Um, I'm going to go with the road team. I'm going to go with Utah. I think they're the better football team, and their style of play combats with TC, uh, with uh, UCLA. UCLA, obviously, high-powered offense, um, DTR, Zach Chip Charbonnet, Kelly. Chip Kelly-led offense. They're very fun to watch, extremely explosive. That being said, Utah can run with teams. They can play. They can play the shootout style of football that we saw last year in the Rose Bowl um, against Ohio State. They have Cam Rising still. They're a very good football team. But what separates them is their defense is elite. I really like how their defense plays. And even on the road at the Rose Bowl, doesn't really scare me like that. I'm a rock with uh, Utah. I think they're the better team. My gut was was Utah. Um... But I'm going to go can... UCLA. Okay. Oh, uh, no clean gonna, sweep. This was kind of like, you know, I was going back and forth in this one. This was my hardest pick, to be honest. I think this is, yeah. a, you know, pretty evenly matched Very game. Good game. You know, UCLA riding high from beating Washington. U- Utah plays USC next weekend. Ooh. Maybe they're looking forward a little bit to that. Oh. They kind of sleep through this one. Maybe at least in the first half, UCLA comes out swinging. I think UCLA wins this one. Uh, um, score. score. I need a score. score yeah. uh, I'll go high scoring. I'll go... Let's see here. I'll go 28, and eh, not that high scoring. <laughs> That's not even high 35 <laughs> to 21. So that that was my entire thought process as well, Sam. Utah's got UC, USC on the schedule. Mm. They may be overlooking this game a little bit. I got UCLA. I got a much closer game, a little more, little more points. Um, I got UCLA 38-35. Okay. Um, I could see this. Being a, a lot closer than people think, uh, Utah, you know, they have to go to UCLA. That's a tough place to play. It's very, very close, but that's just what I got. I mean, a lot of teams in the Pac-12, I feel like, are just kind of close together. Like, yeah, it's really it's not a very a close yeah, It's I, not I an think, amazing conference, yeah, but it's a very close one. Yeah, very close so conference. That, that makes a lot of these games tough to pick. Yeah. It's a fun game, Pac-12 after dark. Pac-12 after dark. you love to see it. I think, guys, that's going to wrap it up for us. I am Danny Scott. Tyler Who, Sam Davis, shout out our producer, Pat Amaturo. This was College Gridiron.